0: Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. It's a happy day, and I thank God for the weather. You ever heard that song? It's a happy day, and I thank God for the weather. Well, it's a happy day, and I thank God for the listeners. I thank you that you tune in to 94.1 KBXL. I so appreciate that. I hope your life is touched by it. I hope as you listen to messages and listen to people's points about the Word of God that you will be touched by it and respond to it. You know, we can be listeners, we can be hearers of the Word, but God wants us to be doers of the Word. Our Heavenly Father, open our hearts today. God, show us your hand today through the Word of God. May it land deeply into our heart. And God, may we take action and may we be people that you'd be proud of because we are lifting up the name of Jesus, that every knee would bow, every tongue will confess someday that Jesus Christ is Lord. And Lord, if there's any listening today that do not know you as our Lord and Savior, they would call upon you to forgive them of their sins and to come into their life and lead them and direct them. And Lord, send them to a good Bible teaching church that they can grow and learn. Help us, Lord. I love you. I give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I had a, actually an extra period of time when I was at the radio station to be able to uh, do something and uh, to add another show. I have time to do that. So I am just uh, uh, wanted to share with you a passage of scripture that is very familiar. It's called the Love Chapter, it is First Corinthians chapter 13, and it's the whole chapter's about love. You know, a lot of people like talking about love, you know. There was no poem I learned growing up, I think it was sixth grade. It's love, it's love, it's love that makes the world go round. Well, you know what? We need loved. You and I both need loved. There's been times in our lives where we haven't felt love, and we wish we would feel a little bit of love. Sometimes even in people's marriages, they don't feel the love they should feel. But more than anything else, we need to understand what love is about. So this is the Apostle Paul speaking to the Church of Corinth. And the Church of Corinth was a church that struggled with love. There were struggle decisions. There was a lot of disputes. They had a lot of things going on. It wasn't an easy church to deal with. And so that's probably why Paul was trying to deliver a message to them. In fact, we find in the first, oh, about, I think about 25 verses, uh, chapter 12, verses 12 to 31, he talked about unity and diversity in the body because they had so many issues. And then he followed that up with talking about love. So this is what he said. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. Oh, yes, I could say all sorts of things. Oh, yes, I can say about how deep the love of Jesus is. But folks, if we're not living it, if we're not showing it, all we are is making a sound. And he used the term a gong or a clanging cymbal. A couple years ago, I was able to go to Thailand. I was able to speak in Malaysia. And so part of our trip, we went to Thailand to a beautiful island out of Phuket. And when we got off the boat, you go, they take you in a little cart, and you have to stop at this big gong. And you beat the gong, and it lets people know you're there, and you're prepared for a great time. And uh, that's kind of what it is when we talk about love. We talk about the situation of loving others we talk every say everything about it. but all it is is talk. It means we have to take action. He says, if I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I have faith that can move mountains, oh I got so much faith, everything can happen. But if I'm not loving others, If I don't live in love, what's it mean? He says, nothing. If I give all my possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but if I have not love, I gain nothing. You know, you're saying, well, pastor, I've given given everything I own to this cause. I'm broke because I've given everything to this cause. Well, Paul is saying, oh, yeah, that's nice. That's great. But if you don't have love, what's that mean? Love is a foundation. Love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your might, and love your neighbor as yourself. Love, this is the key commandment. These are the key things laid out in the Word of God. The whole New Testament is built around loving others. Then he goes on to talk about what... Love really is, and we use these in weddings all the time because we want people to love each other and be there for each other. He said this, love is patient. (laughs) Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Talking to Pastor Tom, love is patient. Sometimes my patience isn't my best trait, and my family knows it. I have to work on that, but love is patient. And then love is kind, and sometimes when you're not patient, you're not kind. But love is kind, being kind to one another. If you look for ways to be kind to your neighbors, you look for ways to be kind to your work associates. Being kind is so important when you're sharing the love of Jesus with people. You want them to see Jesus, show them kindness. And I've told you illustration after illustration of my father and my mother. But my father was known as one of the kindest men to ever to anybody ever knew him. I've heard this many times, of the kindest men they ever knew. Folks, I'd love to have that reputation. I'd love to have a reputation that, you know, Tom is a kind man. I hope I am. I'm certainly not as kind as my father, I don't think. But we need to be kind people. And he said, love does not envy. It doesn't envy somebody else. Well, man, you, we got somebody else in church. Man, they're, they have it all together. They're awesome. I just, I wish I could be like them. No, God has made you who you are. And I learned a long time ago, I can't compare myself to my father because we are so different. God uses me in different ways than he used him and uses my two other my three other brothers the same way. We're all three different. We all three ministered in different ways. Love does not boast, it doesn't boast about having all the answers and, and being everything to everybody. And it's not proud. Love's not proud. Love is humble. Love is is counting on God and needing his presence in our lives. It does not dishonor others. And it's not self-seeking. It's not about you. How many times in this world is something about us? Something that we do, it if it doesn't fit us, we don't want it. That's the way it is sometimes in many churches. If it doesn't fit what they want, they get mad. They don't like it because it isn't what they wanted. Folks, it's not about what they wanted. It's about what God wants. It's about following God. It's about giving in to people. It's about being humble before people. It's about loving people for who they are. And not always having to have it your way. It's not easily angered, it says. And a lot of these things anger us. A lot of these things turn us back against each other. That's what happened in church at Corinth. Why is he speaking this way to him? Because he saw that they were easily angered. He saw that they had issues. They had all sorts of things. And I like this. He said, love, it keeps no record of wrongs. How many times did you peep? keep pulling something up that somebody did. Maybe it's a family member. You keep reminding them of their sin. You will never forgive them. Maybe it's a, a situation in your marriage where your husband or wife went out and they did something wrong and they they were with another spouse and they, tra- they did something terribly wrong that leads to many times uh, one leaving each other, but yet you have forgiven each other. You've moved on, but yet have you forgiven each other? Or do you continue to bring it up? are you going to do that again? Are you going to be like you did with so-and-so last time? Folks, we've got to get over that. We've got to respond in a positive way. We don't hold wrongs against people. Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with the truth. It always protects. See, you want to protect your spouse. You want to protect those you love. You want to protect your relationship with Jesus. It always trusts. It always hopes. It always perseveres. I persevere. My short explanation, persevere, is it always hangs in there. Hangs in there when the going gets tough. Folks, I'm telling you what, in our lives, things happen and things are tough. I've experienced it. You've experienced it. You know, and I'm telling you something. We've got to stand up and know that love perseveres. Then he says in verse 8, love never fails. Love never fails. If you love someone, you know what? you're going to make it. If you love someone, it's going to stand tall. But the enemy would love to turn your love to hate and to turn your love to selfishness. But then he says, but where there are prophecies, oh, they're going to cease. Where there are tongues, of, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it certainly is going to pass away. I added, certainly, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when completeness comes, fully known. Yes, someday we're going to know fully. When we get to heaven, we're going to know and we're going to see, we're going to recognize what that love is all about. And we're going to be thankful that God showed us, that God matured us. You know, I think the greatest issue probably in many people's lives dealing with love is a lack of maturity. Because again, we want it our way. We want it the way we want it to be. We don't want to be told what to do. We don't want the Word of God to tell us what to do. We will argue and fight with the Word of God. I can't tell you how many discussions I've had with people about the Word of God and things that uh, really don't matter, but they're so geared on those manner uh, matters and the way we live and the choices we make and what's right and what's not right and justifying sin. I've never seen so many people justify sin as I have in this world We want to be able to live on both sides of the fence, but I'm telling you what, you can only live one way. The other way leads to destruction. But now these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. People of God, let's love the Lord thy God with everything we have, and let's love our neighbor as ourselves, and let's love the world so they can see Jesus in us.